Welcome to the What's Your Revolution show, a show for men and the people who love them, where we discuss how men can find and embrace the healthiest versions of themselves. I am your host, Dr. Charles Corpru. What's good, revolutionaries? I hope all is well. And as you know, I'm wishing you success as you move in the closure. That's right, I said closure. We're in August of 2019. So hopefully you are moving to finalize your answer to that question that we ask every week, what's your revolution? And as I say to all the people out there who listen to the show, I want to be grateful for you spending time with me each week. If I can help you out in answering that question, if I can help you move along, if I can give you some tips, some coaching, you know, something to move you along your way, you know, you can reach out to me on Twitter at WY Revolution, Instagram, What's Your Revolution, or on my personal Facebook page at Charles Corpru, because this is what it's about. I want you to be successful because that's the only way that we can do this in the world. If we find a way to transform, if we find a way to change, the world will be a better place. Everybody, our communities, our families, our homes, our partners, our children, our our loved ones, everybody will be better if we transform ourselves. And so it's really interesting. I've been spending the last three months being extremely reflective about who I am and what I want to be in the world and how I show up. And I've chosen to be single, haven't dated in three months, which is crazy. (laughs) After spending 12 years in subsequent relationship, moving from one relationship to the other. And what I've realized is that I really didn't know what I wanted. And these last three months have allowed me to write down and really see these are the things that I want. I know you can't get it all, but to really put it on paper and say, you know what? I can't settle. I can't allow myself to be in toxic relationships. I can't allow myself to stay long time with people who haven't done the work and I hadn't done the work. So I'm happy to say I'm going to keep going. Hopefully it's hard. It's not easy being single man out here in the world, (laughs) but we will make it happen. And I know my queen is out there and we will be able to meet each other in a a healthy space where we will be able to find each other that will gravitate to each other, knowing that we have done our work. I'm always fortunate to have amazing guests on my show. And this week is not like any other. We have another amazing guest on the show. And this young brother, I've known all of his life. He is one of the best brothers that I know. And I just thought his story was going to be amazing. So I want to bring Dustin Haynes to the show. What's up, Dustin? How you doing? What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing, I'm I'm doing, doing great. Good, good, good. Look, but you know, I know you as Dustin, but what does the world know you as, brother? My artist name is Lights La Soul. L-I-G-H-T-S-L-A-S-O-U-L. I gotcha. I gotcha. Look, let, let, so let's, let's get it out of the way right now. Where can everybody reach you, hear what you've got going on? I want to put that out right now. The easiest way... Uh, is this is lights.com this is l-i-g-h-t-s dot com and if you have social media you can just follow me on lights lasso everywhere facebook instagram twitter everything gotcha brother gotcha and you're gonna hear this wonderful story about how how he got the name lights lasso but brother we start every show with this question what i think what i think is the most thought-provoking question of people's lives. Dustin, what's your revolution, brother? I thought about, you know, what you proposed to ask, and I came up with, I would like to promote positivity and possibility. Don't worry about the probability. (laughs) Say that again, brother. Wait a minute. I love that. Say that again. Promote positivity and possibility. Don't worry about the probability. I got you. I got you. So what does that mean to you? Why is that that your revolution? Promote positivity. mm -hmm. Yeah, so... I always speak about positivity in every interview that I do because that's something that I uh, that I want to promote. I think that's the only way to move forward is by being positive. That's the only way to kind of overcome the, your own thoughts, which is like the strongest thing that can hold you back. And I kind of just wanted to put make it more of a mission statement to answer your question. And that's why I kind of came up with the, the whole thing. But positivity is just important to keep going and to move on and to really fulfill your destiny in life. So that's why I always talk about that yeah. in, in every interview. Exactly. So the second part is promote positivity and what? And possibility. And possibility. Promote positivity and possibility. So how do they how do they work together? Promote positivity and possibility. What does that mean to you? So 
speak, speaking, I guess, a little bit more on destiny and, and dreams and goals and aspirations, which is all really the same thing because it all comes from the same place. It all comes from inside of you. Some of these goals, like for me being an artist, are really, really out there. And it's really hard to for other people to wrap their minds around around what you want to do and what you're trying to do. It's hard for yourself to wrap your mind around what you want to do and what you're trying to do. And so you have to remain positive through the ups and downs right. of that process of reaching your goals and your dreams, no matter what that goal or dream is, whether it's becoming a mailman or whether it's becoming an artist and living off of writing songs and making beats. Gotcha. I and gotcha. And the possibility is kind of just knowing that if you have that thought or that inclination that, you know, you, you have that heart's desire of doing that, whatever that that is, that it is possible. And don't worry kind of about the the road to get there. Just just stay focused and know that it, if it's in your heart, your heart and your mind to do it, then you're meant to do it. So it's right. possible for you to do it somehow. Exactly. And you said, don't worry about the probability, right? With positivity right. and possibility, don't worry about the probability. And you're saying right. with, with those two married together, anything can come about is what you're saying, right? If I think that I can, right, the possibilities will actually come my way. Is that what you're saying, Dustin? Absolutely. That's Absolutely. right. And so don't worry about whether or not it's going to come Right. Don't worry about the probability. It's going to manifest itself. Dear brother, I've been, you know, I've been reading so much about manifesting things in your life. Right. And thinking through, you know, thinking about, as you said, those positive things like having a, a family. Right. And having a house and having the job that allows me to move in space with a group of revolutionary people who are changing the world. Right. That manifesting. Right. I, I, I thought about it because last year, you know, I don't know if you know, I was struggling. Man. I was I was shuttering my social impact firm. and I was like, what am I going to do? Right. I want to go back and work with a group of people. Guess what I get to do every day, Dustin. Right. I, I get to work. I get to work with an amazing group of people at Camelback Ventures, man, where we get to work with women and entrepreneurs of color who are doing revolutionary things in the education and tech space. Right. We get to give them, you know, that friends and family round of money. I get to do some hard work. man. so I don't worry about the probability anymore. You know, positivity and possibility. So I love what you're saying. So let's let's move into this space, Dustin. Right. You talked about being an artist. Right. <laughs> you know, I think about what's your girl's name? Oh, God. Not Jill Scott. She wrote the song Bag Lady. I know you're going to know um, oh, Erica, Erica Badu. Badu. I exactly. Right. She's like, I'm an artist. Right. Every time I hear that, you know, it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm an artist. And I'm sensitive about my. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an yeah, artist yeah. and I'm sensitive about it. Right. That's, that's and, actually on one of my songs. I put that at the beginning. Of one oh, of really? Oh, that see, see? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're manifesting that today, dear brother. That's right. So what does that mean? Like you're, you're a painter, you're a hip hop artist, you're a rapper. I mean, you're an R&B star. What is that? I'm an artist. I thrive off creativity. So I, I mainly I, what I what I promote is, you know, music, production, rapping, a little bit of singing. So that that is like where I get most of my my art out. You know, I used to you mentioned painting like I used to do a lot of stuff at school. So like right. writing and drawings and and things like that, writing poetry and stuff in, in school and stuff like that. And then I kind of just found music one day and decided that that was going to be the thing that I can actually get my artistic expression out into the world the best way that I know how. Right. Right. And let me tell you, you know, we're going to get into it a little bit. Dustin is my cousin, so I need to put that out into the world. His father, Leon Tippy. Yes, I said I put that out in the world, right? He gonna be uh -oh. he, he gonna be mad, bro. <laughs> he gonna be mad. Leon Tippy Haynes, one of the best brothers, one of the best people that I've ever met in my life. He's he's been a mentor, he's been a, a friend, he's been my big brother, my big cousin, you know. And, you know, he just, you know, put these things out into the world and he He's just an amazing person, right? And so big shout outs to him. He had a you know such a tremendous influence on me, Dustin, you know, and and how I was growing up and I remember I know you've heard this story. I had to he would come get me during Christmas and make me go work, brother. <laughs> I would tell my mom I was like tell him I'm asleep, tell him I'm sick, right? <laughs> tell him tell him I'm sick, brother. But it's it, interesting, the influence of our people and mm. what, what they mean. And so you talk about being an artist, right, and your creativity. How do you think that growing up with 
your father and his ability to be that person allowed you to begin to create a story for yourself, right? That I'm going to be an artist. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know about the second half of your question about, gotcha. as far as creating the story for myself. Maybe that's because I'm still shaping that story. Gotcha. No but doubt. As, but as far as the first half of your question, I think the first thing that comes to mind is the knowing that there is possibility not to like, you know, go back and like, no, 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 I do my statement, but you know, when you grow up around someone, so let's give a little backstory. So my dad started this community center, Hosanna house. So when I was a kid, I can remember Hosanna house, which was an abandoned school before it was Hosanna house. I remember the abandoned school, you know, ice on the stairs because the roof is leaking paint chipping there's no elevator there's no paint all that stuff so i i know how it went to take it from a abandoned high school to the community center that it is now with three stories a swimming pool a gym auditorium another outdoor event site so that kind of you know that kind of takes the limits off one's mind so to speak if you've seen firsthand something transform like that you know through community right um and it also kind of you know, you see yourself, my dad kind of put himself out there, so to speak, whether it was running this organization or all the events that I saw him speak at, things like that, probably took a little of the edge off or maybe even fear off of me, you know, doing any type of public speaking, which is what I do a lot now. Being right. an artist is a lot of like public speaking, really. Right, right. No, no. And, you know, the creativity he was able to have to take, and I've been, yeah. I, I've been to Wilkinsboro, right? You know, and to see that building and how it's transformed, particularly in a community that, you know, is challenged. And I think that's the best way to say that, that it's a challenged community that he has become a stalwart, you know, when it comes to leadership. But moving back to you and, and, you know, and thinking about being an artist, right, and being creativity, how did you know? Right, that this was your way, right? What was that watershed moment or that 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 time in your younger life where you said, you know what, I might have something here, right? Was there an event? Was there something where you were or you began writing down thoughts? You were like, there's something here. Yeah. So I would say my one of my earliest memories is being in church. And I can remember, I don't know what, what song honestly, I could if I really thought about it for like a few days, I could probably think of the exact song song. But I remember writing down words to a song on the back of like the offering envelope in church. And then I remember writing my own words to songs. And I remember paying close attention to certain songs. And why do I like these songs in church? And, you know, I remember as a kid not really paying attention to anything going on besides the choir or knowing when somebody messed up in the band, even though I didn't sing or play instruments. And I got really into it that way. And I eventually like would like write my own songs, but I was never serious about it. I was never thinking about, oh, I could be an artist. I didn't have a natural like young singing voice. So I wasn't, you know, <laughs> involved in choirs. Uh, I really wasn't nothing like that. My mother has a, a beautiful voice I and mean, she used to sing in choirs, which also probably, you know, there we go again with the creativity and the possibility. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's probably where it started. But I would say it, it halted there for a while and didn't really grow. Why? What, what impeded that? I don't know, probably because I couldn't sing, man. <laughs> probably because <laughs> I was like, man, I can write these songs, but I, you know, I, I, I I had a good, I have a very good ear. Right. So, right. you know, I'm, and I'm just like seven years old. I'm like, man, I, I ain't really thinking about singing. And that was, a, I was like the kid who got like good grades and stuff. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know, I'm just do the school thing. I just wasn't thinking about it. I didn't see myself in that light. Um, Velma, didn't you put you into the choir, brother? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 <laughs> no. She probably knows uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it too. Like, oh no, you ain't singing, baby. Right, right. So you realize that you can't sing, but there's, you know, you're growing up. You're a, you know, you're a millennial. So you, you, you're in the midst of the, I don't even want to say the renaissance of hip hop music. You're right in the the hot spot. Mm-hmm. Right, you're coming up in the '90s. Right, you're you're mm-hmm. really just kind of when rap is really, you know, post the late '70s, gone through its '80s iteration. And now we got 90s hip hop. You're immersed in that, yeah. right? You're seven, eight years old. Did that have a huge influence on you thinking, I can't sing, but maybe I might be able to rhyme a little bit? It did not. What? Let me tell you. Let me Come tell on, you. Man. I Listen, when I was about 10, I was in summer camp and we had this whole class that was like a music studio. I wrote, I was, my job it's like we, the group was divided into who's doing what, who's doing this, picking beats, blah, 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 blah. I was one of the writers for the rap. I'm in group eight. I like chicken on my plate. I need new clothes because I got a big date. Tonight at eight, <laughs> I won't be late. 
and she said that I need to lose weight. And then it just went real far left from there. <laughs> but even then, I wasn't thinking like that, man. Like, I honestly wasn't like, oh, I want to be a rapper. That was a summer camp project. We left before I could even put it into the microphone because I, to visit you guys in Virginia Beach. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It wasn't even the tape I got was somebody else rapping my lyrics, you know, which was cool, which was cool. I was like, oh, this is cool. But <laughs> I, I still was not and up until college is, is when I was like, oh, wait, I could like I could like rap and, and figure out maybe eventually figure out how to like do my own hooks and harmonies and stuff like that. So wait a minute. Hold up, bro. Hold, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me you you could write rap back when you were like seven or eight. Right. Yep. You sitting in church writing, writing a little rap, you know, writing little lyrics and stuff, getting mm-hmm. some edits from your mom. But you saying it took you like maybe 12 years to really say, you know what, I could do this? Yeah. Even in even in high school, if you remember the big like T80 graphic calculators. The yeah. Robot, yeah. You can type stuff in there. And me and two of my friends would type back back and forth lyrics and I would be killing them. Like, they'd be like, yo, you're killing us with these lyrics. Like we were just playing around. You're really killing this. And I was like, yeah, like this is fun, blah, blah, blah. But I wasn't thinking like, oh, I want to be. I still, I don't, I can't explain it. It just wasn't my thought process. Okay. All right. So what's that moment? When's that moment to, you know, that you say, or, you know, you say that I'm a, I'm an artist, right? I can do this, right? Did somebody, you know, were you like on the street one day, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Did you rap battle? Were you the the next Eminem? You had a rap battle or something like that? I'm showing my age right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, so, no, Eight Mile is a great movie. Not sure. (laughs) Um, So in college, one of the first people I met, Marcus, he was real into rapping and he had like songs recorded and everything. And one of my homies growing up from on my street, Russell, was like always rapping and stuff like that. So I went to Pitt. So I was still around Russell because he, you know, I'm still in the same city. And Marcus is, you know, in the dorm next to me, literally. And we're we're right, I'm writing with them. I'm suggesting stuff. I'm in the music right now. I got like a, a full palette. And I'm in college, so you know, it's just like music's blasting everywhere. I'm really into it. But at this point and they're starting to say like, nah, man, like you need to try this yourself. You need to like do this yourself. And then I make the joke that they like tricked me into doing it. Like it came from like rewriting a, a lyric. And then I wrote like a whole 16 and they were like, all right, yeah, your turn. Like, go ahead. And then once I, I think once I did it and found out how much fun I had doing it, really saw how I could get better at it. I was like, oh wait, no, I'm going to actually do this because one, I already love doing it and I'm already getting better at it. And when I think about it, when I was a kid, I was good at it. And at this point, I was good at this. And I, you know, and I kind of just built from there, like, oh, man, maybe this is like, maybe I got something. Yeah. Yeah. And I was also doing terrible in college. So I was like, I got to find something else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some sometimes it's like, sometimes it's like this, as we used yeah. to say, sometimes it bees <laughs> like that, young yeah. brother. So you were doing, and you were at Pitt, right? Or mm-hmm. University of Pittsburgh? Yep. University of Pittsburgh. So you're you're in the dorm, you're writing these 16 bars, you're feeling it out. At some point, there has to be like, you're going to do your first show, right? right? And what was that like? I mean, and what was the song? What was the, the lyrics that you had come up with to say, you know what? I feel comfortable going out on stage and performing this. Right. I don't think I was ever comfortable <laughs> my first <laughs> few times, but there had, there had been a time. So I'll say when I was in my comfort zone writing with my boy Marcus and we were basically making songs together. And so I wasn't really on a song by myself or anything like that. And I never really had to perform anything necessarily. But when I decided like, Oh, you know, I really want to be lights. I really want to make music. I really think that I could follow this passion and make it a career. I started to venture off to make songs by myself, which eventually got better. And once friends found out about it and they kind of stepped in like, okay, so like, you know, you're going to do this for real. You know what I mean? You, you know, you want me to start looking like being a manager, doing some shows, <laughs> stuff like that. And so it kind of evolved into that. My first show probably had three people there. You know, oh, word? And I knew all three of them. Was um, like Ve- the, um, the Velma, Leon, and your mom. <laughs> no, it was like, it was like my, my boy who was uh, kind of managing me at the time, uh, fr- another friend from high school and like his girlfriend or something, something like right. that. It was, it was like, it was, it was, it was terrible. But I didn't do, I didn't do that bad. And my next one was better. So I mean, when I see myself getting better is when I was like, all right, I'm a, I can do this. Right. You can't get that. Be- I mean, you got to get better with three people. I mean, you can't do that bad, right? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Right. Even if I did terrible, it's like at least only three people know. That. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. So what was, do you remember the song that you, you performed or uh, the, the songs that you performed? It 
probably was this might have been the song you like played out. Oh man, you got to spit a couple bars of that, man. Um, I, I don't remember <laughs> that one, man. That's, what? So hold on, hold on. we got we got to rewind, right? So <laughs> we we got to rewind. That's two thousand and what two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, something like that. Wow. You, yeah. Wait a minute, bro. You're supposed to know every lyric from every song that you've ever done. Well, see, if you played it, I could perform it. But <laughs> right. just, just like, boom, <laughs> just like that, all- I can't go back to, to, to 2011. And and to be honest, I kind of, that was a mixtape. Right. So I didn't own none of that stuff. So moving forward, I wasn't investing a lot of energy. I, I was more going into the, the original material i got you so wait a minute okay so i need to tell people this story right so again this is my cousin and he's an amazing like if you get a chance to hear his work right you need to go check it out now remember go to lightslassoul.com right lightslassoul.com it's it's, this is lights.com or follow me on social media or just type in you know spotify apple music amazon music whatever google music whatever you use lightslassoul so go check him out. Go check it out right now. So I need to tell you the first time I heard the, his music, right? And so he knows this story. But I had been to do some work for your father in Pittsburgh at Hosanna House, ironically. And so your older brother, Jabari, who I met when your parents got married, you know, he and I have always been close. All of us have been close. But he was taking me to the airport. And he was like, yo, you got you to gotta listen to Dustin. I was like, listen to Dustin for what, right? And he was like, yo, he's a hip-hop artist, I was like, whatever, right? Whatever. And so he plays this song called Played Out, right? And I'm just like, what? Like, played out. And I start, I start listening to this song, and it becomes this, like, theme song of mine. Like, I played that song for years, right? And you actually sampled oh. a track from Daily. this, yeah, Daily, this English R&B singer, right? Mm-hmm. Yo, and it, the song is still, like... I need to play. I need to. I need to get that song again because it really actually ingratiated me to you as an artist. I was like, you know, because you know when you see your family members, you're like, oh yeah, okay, right. Like you are some right. old backwards janky ass, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, rapper. Yeah. Uh, I know. No, right? No, you're actually really that good. And that song actually is what motivated me to be like, yo, this brother is good. And I remember talking to all of my boys. You need to hear my cousin, right? Because up and coming, and this song played out, right? If, that thing you need to re-release that. <laughs> you need to get. I, I, I can. I work on getting the the samples clear so I can get it back up on. Right. Right. Exactly. 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 So so played out is playing. Right. You're you you moving on to the next spot. Right. You you're you're doing your thing. So when does this become like a passion for you? Like I can do this, and then you start getting some traction. What was it? What was that person or that gig or whatever you said? I got some traction. I, I'm I'm lights yeah so when i was when I, earlier when i was writing with marcus before bef- right before probably like a, a decent amount of months before it played out was like made I, I was already in love with the the music making process like before i made that kind of pr- that project fade to black in 2010 so i don't know what it, exactly the moment was but i know it was sophomore year at Pitt doing a lot of doing a lot of writing which which turned into like more writing slowly and by senior year in Pitt it was like really, really time. Like I was like, I can't even take my mind off writing lyrics when I'm supposed to be studying for this right. test tomorrow. And I need to get better at this. And oh man, I need to, you know, I'm not getting these vocals right. Like what am I doing wrong? And I got to, you know what I mean? And I, I really kind of fell in love with it. And I was just worried about, I didn't worry about the, uh, being nervous about performing or anything like that either. Cause I was like, I'm going to just slowly get better at that. Cause this is like my passion anyway. Right, right. So I, I kind of pushed that, that doubt away. You didn't worry about the probability. Right. And to, and to better answer your question that you stated, it's probably those few friends I had around me who were like, oh, this, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was going to be whack, but it's definitely not. You know, you need to maybe do X, Y, and Z. Like, let me hear something else. And then before you know it, it's like people's like, oh, wow, this is, this is, this is pretty, pretty good. I still didn't get the support. I thought I was, I should have really gotten from like, this, I guess people around the city, but that just comes with like more work and putting yourself right. out there. And, and exactly. Exactly. Look, so I know my people are going to be asking right now. They want to hear a little bit, right? Can you, yeah. can you drop a couple? Can you drop a couple bars yeah. for me, brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the fast cash to the money loan. Buy a building with it, passive income. Can't take it with me still I make it last and leave it for my kids when the end come. Multiply the moolah till as long as ruler. Listen, I'm a school, you better get a tutor. When everything's straight, don't throw it in the safe. 
get you some real estate because there's still more to make. Black dollar bill, black dollar bill, black dollar steal, black dollar kill. Fat collar around my neck, I'm a Mac dollar. Stack up all the racks to only shacks taller. Black dollar bill, black dollar bill, black dollar steal, black dollar kill. The beat make you bob your head till your hat falling. Spit raps, I rap that split it cap knowledge. And I was in the trap music to the drug abusive. Nature of it made me really hate the subject. Was in the fast woman, late night clubbing. Girl, if I can build, maybe I can love you. But I got moves to make, I never get complaint. Since, since turn to commas, commas don't mean nada. Papa told me if I do it, gotta do it proper. Turn my rhymes into a chopper, then go do a copper. Black dollar bill, black dollar bill. Black dollar steal, black dollar kill. Fat collar around my neck, I'm a Mac dollar. Stack up all the racks, only Shaq Tyler. Man, I love that. I love, I, look, I love that. And so, it's so many things in that, just in those couple bars, man. You know, and what I love is that you're talking about conscious things, right? You're talking about things that are relevant to us as particularly as people of color. So many yeah. things are in, unpacked in that. What's the name of that? That's called Black Dollar. There's a music video. The beat was produced, the song was written, recorded, and the music video was shot in a 10-day period. Really? It's one of my most popular songs. I love um, that. So that's, that's why I did it. And I know you, I know your audience and like the type of people you have on your show. Um, so that's why. That's what I was. Yeah, no, I I, I love that. And so I want to ask you, you know, a couple of questions about where you think the state of hip hop is right now, because Mm -hmm. I I feel like and maybe because I'm old school, maybe because I grew up in an era where, you know, I could understand the rappers (laughs) and. You know, half of one side, we had Conscious Rap with Talib Kweli and Most Def. You know, we still had, you know, I grew up with Run DMC. I grew up with, you know, I, I grew up with Jay-Z. I grew up, you know, with with a host of different rappers. So I got a diversity. I don't listen to a whole lot of hip hop now, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I might listen to Kendrick Lamar. I love, like, J. Cole is, like, on play all the time. What's the state of hip hop in your mind? I'm a, I'm a hip hop optimist. So when when while everybody's talking about this, this, that, mumble rap, I hate this, I hate that, I'm always very optimistic. I always know there's very good artists who talk about real stuff, and there's always room for more of that. And I think hip hop right now is so powerful in its influence that it's it, it can only it can only be a good thing. I see it used, I guess, kind of in weird ways, but it's it's, it's very influential, you know, because people love our culture, man. People right. outside our culture love our culture so much. And now you see, every, you know, everything is using hip hop, you know, started with McDonald's 15 years ago with the whatever that song was. You're like, man, McDonald's got a rap song to promote. <laughs> and know, then nowadays it's like everything sauce, has a rap special song. Special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, on sesame seed bun. Yep. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, the NF, the NBA, I don't know about the NFL, the NBA uses, you know, you know, J. Cole and, and, and K. Dot to to promote a series, you know, the the the, the semifinals and stuff like that. Right. So, it, exactly. I mean, hip hop has become Yeah, yeah. Hip hop has become ingratiated and intertwined, right? Woven into the fabric of American society. Right. You think about Steve Stout and his book, The 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 Coloring of America, right? And he talked about how marketing the the marketing has been browned by black folks, right? And hip hop is in, ingrained in that. And look, don't get me wrong, Migos did a, a a Mountain Dew commercial, right? You know what I'm saying? So there's still some mainstream to it, but I just feel like, and maybe that's because I'm I'm a, I'm an old school hip hop head, right? You know, I still feel like we've lost something, right? We, we've lost the ability, or we've lost the creativity. Like I. I feel like we went when we went through the auto tune right era of rap. We we lost something. Like real rappers to me are not there anymore, right? People who can actually spit. You know what I'm saying? And I yeah. feel like when I hear you, I hear old school rap. I hear li- a, a linguist, right? A lyricist. And I can't say that there are too many lyricists. Like I think of Kendrick Lamar. He's a yeah. lyricist. I think yeah, of there's him. there's definitely less now. Yeah, you but know my, the the optimism, like you said it yourself. You just said uh, one right there. I'm sorry, not to cut you off. No, no, but they it, it they it, they still exist. So don't lose hope. You know what I mean. You may have to. Maybe your playlist has you know 20 current <laughs> artists instead of you know 40. You know right. what I mean of, exactly. of lyricists and stuff like that. But I definitely understand. I definitely like will sh- you know will shake my head when I when I see this stuff. I call it fast food. 
I don't really oh, call wow. it mumble rap. I kind of call it like fast food. It's like it don't take long to digest. You know, it's cool on the way to the you know way to the club or, or or something like that. But like it's I never get I never get upset. Like man, I can't believe they put that trash out and <laughs> and I'm sitting here and I notice this out because I'm very critical of myself and my in fr- the friends or whoever I let listen to it are very critical of me and music in general. And I'm not getting no play. You know what I mean? Right. I'm still like nah. There's there's still room. I'm gonna still do my thing. However, they want to do it and do their thing. If it works for them, man, it, it works for them. I don't got to right. listen to it. You don't got to listen to it. You know? No, it, it, it is interesting. So I, I find myself like, you know, Anderson Pac, you know, and yeah. things things like that that have a, a hip hop feel to it. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to hold up. Let me look through my let me look through my Spotify like logic. Right. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm loving logic. And he's another lyricist to me. Yeah. Right? And he's conscious, but he also talks some trash. Right. Gold links. Have you ever heard of him? Gold link. Yeah. 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 yeah you know, uh, him and him and Miguel. And so that's what I find interesting to me. And I know everybody says, listen, I, I'm dating myself. Right. You know, my my feelings, my love for a certain genre of rap. Why haven't you moved towards this new style flavor rap? Because that's what seems to be hot. Everybody's moving to that. And and the beat is actually a little bit different, right? Like it's not on the ones and twos anymore. It might be on the, you know, the, the, the half, the half beat these days. Why haven't you gone there? So I have, I have dabbled, but I try to disguise. (laughs) I try to like, I try to disguise it and make it, make sure that it's still me and still unique. But that's not that's not fully me though. Like the 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 I don't know if you call it flavor rap just now. If I heard that right, flavor well, rap, maybe or, maybe or fast so. food, fast or food rap, right? Whatever you want to call it. I mean, if you listen to my latest project, dreaming about getting out. Let me just pull pull up like a, so I can be like specific. But if you listen to that, let's see. If you listen to something like the third or fourth song, catch a vibe or sneak this. There's moments where it's, where it's very just like me just trying to like be melodic or trying to either sing, say say some stuff. But most of that album is still very, very, very lyrical. lyrical. Right, right. I've just moved to Atlanta less than a month ago. So I already knew before I moved, like, all right, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a dab into some flavors when I get into Atlanta, but I'm going to wait until I get there to really do that. So a lot of stuff I've been recording lately is still like my old stuff, but it's also a lot of, a lot of new stuff. Right, right. So there's, and, a, there's some evolution. Yeah, everybody, yeah. Everybody has to innovate. Absolutely. The yeah. stuff I'm working on now is very, very innovative. Like if I just, if I could get everything mixed and released right now, people would, minds would be blown. Like, I can't believe you just went from that to that. And it actually sounds good. Well, you have to think, I mean, you think about college dropout, right? With Kanye mm-hmm. and how he has evolved. You know, you, you think about Beyonce, right? From back in the day and how she's involved. Every artist has to evolve. You can't yeah. keep up the same thing. I, I, but I still think at the core of who Beyonce and Kanye West yeah. and, you know, think, thinking about that and, but at the core of who they are, it's still them, right? There's yeah. still a piece of college dropout in him. There's still a piece of, right. you know, young Beyonce and who she is, but they've been able to evolve. And I think that's a good thing for you, that ability to evolve as you're making your way. So, you know, people are going to ask me, why, why you bring this up and coming rapper on the show? Why are you still an up and coming rapper? Wow. If I knew the answer to that question, I wouldn't be up and coming. (laughs) I love that. I I love that answer. I love Um, that answer. But see, I, I take, I take full credit for the, I'm, you know, I'm the master of my ship. Right. So if I don't blame, it's not like a blame thing, but I, if, if I'm still up and coming, it's, it's on me. I'm still right. evolving. I'm still growing. I'm still getting better each day. But as long as I know that I'm growing and getting better, as long as I can come in here and play some stuff I recorded last night, like, oh, that's better than anything I've ever done. Right. I know I'm still on the, the right track I and I'm you. making some, some very good connections right now. Um, even just since I, I moved down to, to Atlanta that could hopefully get me in a, in a better place. Right. And the reason why I asked you that question, uh, not to be anything but, you know, gracious, is that my feelings is you shouldn't be an up and coming artist. You're that good. Right. You know, I am a I am a critic of hip hop music. Right. You know, growing up where where we lived, you know, and you came down to Virginia Beach and, and listening, Timberland was down there, Missy was down there, right? You know, Virginia Beach with Teddy Riley. I mean, growing up, 
like eclipse. I'm a yeah brown. eclipse right eclipse Chris went brown, to green yeah 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 eclipse went to green run you know they where I went to high school I saw that brother coming off the plane he was like yo I haven't seen you in so long we dapped it up we talked you know and so I'm a critic and to hear like the skills that you have dear brother like I'm wishing you success right and that was one of the reasons I was like I got to bring my cousin on the show because this is his revolution right this is his opportunity for people to hear this wonderful sound that you have actually created for the world right you know this wonderful opportunity to hear that this is what at least in my opinion brother what hip hop should be and where we should be going right and, and, I appreciate and that, yeah. no no doubt so People are going to ask me, like, okay, you know, you've been calling them Dustin, you've been calling them Lights. Like, let's move through this progression, right? You're in college, you get a couple shows, you're, you're doing your thing, you're writing. People are like, oh, man, this is dope, right? But at some point, you're like, I need a name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How did you come up with Lights La Soul? So I brainstormed for a long time. I was, I was, and I couldn't really come up. You know, I was just writing stuff down on a piece of paper. I couldn't even tell you what one of the names were that I, one of the options were. Um, and then, I wrote down lights and I was like, all right, that's like, first of all, it's something I can play off of. Right. And I'm a lyricist. So I'm like, oh, I could play off of lights in so many cocky ways on, on a track and saying how, you know what I mean? Cause it's light is, it's just easy to play off. Of. Right. And it, it rhymes with a lot of stuff too. The L- you know, the I G H T S. I'm like, yeah, man, right. I want to, you know, want to kind of like be, you know, a beacon of light or a beacon of hope going back to that positive positivity thing. You know, I want to shine like lights and and bright and dark situations. You know what I mean? That's how I came up with lights. The lost soul came a little bit later because there was so many, there was not a lot of lights, but there was a couple other artists named lights. Mm -hmm. And so kind of brainstormed again, like, all right, what, what would sound cool with this? And even though I'm not a huge De La Soul fan, not like (laughs) I've not, not that I've listened to their full catalog and didn't like it. I mean, my era, I wasn't yeah. immersed in De La Soul. That's all I'm saying. I, I just came up with, I, I was, it was just in my head for some reason. I liked the way it rolled off the tongue. Yeah. And I looked up De La Soul. I was like, what does that mean? Of the soul. Right? Of the it's soul. like I never That's took right. Spanish. I should have already known that. But. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, so Lights La Soul means kind of the same thing. It's like the light, you know, the light of light of the soul. And, oh, and, and, and by the time that I came up with the second half, my music wasn't as like crazy because my first couple mixtapes was like I was saying every word in the album. Yeah, I remember, brother. <laughs> and, and the topics topics was kind of crazy. I've cleaned it up considerably since then, just to make it like less less just fast food saying anything and more like right. Really, really pushing myself to to have good content and stuff like that. Not that yeah. it's squeaky clean now, <laughs> but it but it is it's it's pretty. It's where I want it to be right now. It's me. It's, so when you have lights of the soul, right? I, I think about that, and, you, and you're gonna know where I'm going in a second. Lights, right? La soul, lights of the soul. And growing up in the household that you grew up in, right? The soul, right? You think about Leon Tippy Haynes and his professed love for the Lord and God, and you just said that first that first mixtape was antithetical to everything that you know Leon probably believes in and has ascribed and aspired to what was that that juncture like at home when you're spitting rhymes that you know pastor leon haynes right was saying whoa whoa, what what you saying here young brother how what was that like because i know there was a clash of philosophies right you're saying i'm an artist and he's saying we live in a christian household yeah well i think my mom was the first to hear it she heard the song i did called juice and patron because i had these super loud headphones super loud headphones and i fell asleep and it was playing i think it was playing juice and patron i don't know how i know it was playing that but it probably was it probably had on some type of loop right playing she was like oh that it sounds incredible and i'm like Yo, okay well you hear this whole project you probably are not gonna say the same exact <laughs> same exact thing so the first time my dad brought it up you know he said you know you're you're super talented Blah blah blah. I heard the music. Music. I didn't even play it for him. He heard it somehow. He was like, you know, he he just had kind of like the talk, you know, kind of just exactly how you said it. It wasn't really. It wasn't a clash at all, honestly. Really, just a conversation of you know what you would exactly what you would expect him to kind of say. <laughs> he he said it not in a uh, disruptive way. My dad's cool. He's, he's chill. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because you know, growing up with him being you know a mentor. Someone that I even continue now, even at 48, I continue to look up at him as, you know, somebody's life that I would like to leave. I, you know, we don't have the same, you know, religious philosophies, but I have tremendous respect for how he has shown up in the world and been 
a leader, but I also know that he believes in the Lord and mm-hmm. that any anything that is questionable, right, against his his beliefs, he you know he he lets you know. He's going to let you yeah. know that hey, this is not what I believe. And yeah. maybe you should be thinking about maybe swaying back this way. He has prayed for me. Right, right, right. No, he has prayed for me a number of times, brother. <laughs> right, right. No, I, I, def- I definitely, you're, you're absolutely right. He does still like bring it up and tries to kind of sway, I guess, uh, in a way. But, you know, it's all positive feedback. You know, I'm serious about my soul as well. I'm, you know, I'm serious about right. my relationship with God. And if you listen closely, it's in the, that's also in the, in the music. Exactly. So, so he, not, not he, but people in general who may not digest rap the best kind of have to ignore every single word that is said and get the whole picture because there's a lot of whole pictures that people are missing because they're just stuck on someone said that, but there's, you know, there's a, there's two lines in a, in an assembly that you have to pay right. attention to. Exactly. Like I think about Black Dollar. Right, that song that you just spit a couple minutes ago. There's right. so there's so, just in the bars, a couple bars that you spit. There's so much in there if you're thinking about creating wealth, right? And you're thinking yeah. about what the dollar does in our communities and how it leaves, like you said, black dollar kill, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. You think about how many lives, how many young black men's lives have been lost because of the dollar, right? right. And it's interesting, and I'm going to get on my soapbox now. There are so many of us who are in jail for selling marijuana. And the Mm. irony now is that so many people are getting rich off of marijuana while many of our young brothers still sit in jails because of their wantingness, right, and willingness to be entrepreneurs, right? And so, right, you you think about Black Dollar Kill, Black Dollar Still, right? Black dollar, mm-hmm. what'd you say? Taller than, you know, taller than Shaquille. Yeah, until, yeah, stack of bottle racks to only Shaq's taller. Right. And it's it, funny because if you, speaking about what we just talked about, if you, if you miss, if you hear a couple lines and you're like, oh my God, he said something about Black Dollar exactly. Kill, or right. there's a line that said, Black Girl Alone, because the pops was real, shooting out of Coupe de Ville, Black Father Kill. If you just heard, like, oh, shooting out of Coupe de Ville, he's talking about trash, just like, nah, he's a whole story that you just went over, went over your head. It, it, exactly. And you got to think, think about that. You're actually dropping knowledge, brother. And that's, that is what, you know, it has to happen. And if you think about this, right? So for my biblical people who are listening to the show, right? Your charge is, that's your message. That's your sermon, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right? If we think about that, if we, if, if we wanted to put it in, in context of everyone, right? Right? This is your sermon to the world. And that is exactly what you're saying. I'm, I'm trying to teach. Think about how that black dollar impacts our communities. And what are you doing to actually revolutionize your life, right? Based mm-hmm. on this black dollar. I'm, I, I, I think that I'm hearing that correctly. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly what we, I think that hip hop has to have, right? Particularly in this time where we are trying to figure out how to rise up against the travesties that are being advocated and politicized against us, right? And policies that are actually being created to thwart our success. We need sermons, continued sermons, like we had back in the 80s and 90s. We need those sermons now, you know, more than ever to make us really think about. You know, I think about entrepreneurship and the work that I do at Camelback Ventures, right? We are... (laughs) We are helping to build the next generation of leaders, right, who have sermons and stories, but they have created entrepreneurship opportunities to create wealth for themselves and for their communities, right? It's the yeah. same thing as it's the same thing as what you're doing. You're creating a Absolutely. sermon. You're an entrepreneur yourself. You're creating Absolutely. this sermon, right? And hopefully, right, you can turn that sermon into something that is actually going to be lucrative for you. And for your family and for your communities and for all of us. And so I, I definitely applaud that. You know, as, as the time always gets short, dear brother, I, and the show is about how men can find and embrace the healthiest versions of themselves. And as you think about you go through this journey, the ups and downs of being a hip hop artist, mm-hmm. how do you take care of yourself? How do you go through those trying times when nobody's calling, those trying times you feel like, man, is this the right choice? What advice do you give for up-and-coming artists? What advice do you give to men and women who are listening to this show? So, you know, I'm having some struggling times and I need to overcome them. All right, what do you do? So, like you said, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur, okay? So the reason I was able to move to Atlanta and pursue music full-time at this 
current state and time was because I bought a house over a year ago because I was working full time at a bank while I was making music. Semi flipped the house. I'm not saying some bare bones type of flip, but you know, I, I did what was necessary to subdivided it, lived upstairs, had a tenant downstairs, now I moved out and I'm renting out both places and I'm renting a room here in Atlanta. So that's entrepreneurship in its own. And I think you have to learn it yourself, do it yourself, build it yourself. So I learned how to record myself. That's why I save money. You can see, they can't see, but the, you can see on my screen, my, my setup here yeah, uh, I see it, in, brother. in Atlanta. So you have to kind of learn how to do all that stuff yourself. And collaboration is important, but that'll happen as you help yourself. So that's, that would be my advice. As far as the keeping up and being an artist and not stopping when those calls ain't coming in, like you said, entrepreneurship. Can't let this, the negative thoughts run your daily business. The mind is the most powerful thing <laughs> besides God that's with us here on earth, right? So right, your own right. mind can mess you up. And I've been there and I've been in terrible places. But I think just like through through prayer and mentorship, honestly, I was able to come out of that and, and kind of thrive even if stuff wasn't really happening for a long time after coming out of it and just, you know, wake up every day, sometimes go in the bathroom, look in the mirror and say, hey, you're not going to do this today. You are going to do this today. You are not this. You are this X, Y, Z. And, and kind of like speak that into existence and speak that into myself and just keep going and stuff. Stuff will happen. Right. You know, right. You know. It goes back to that early part of the conversation when we talked about your revolution. Right. Positivity. Right. Will lead you to possibility. And you can't think about the probability, right? Right. And that's what you're saying, right? Yep. In this time, right? You, you, you know, if I asked you that question before you move, you're like, my revolution is to move to Atlanta and really build out my dream. All I can see is the possibilities, the possibilities, right? Mm. I'm not worried about when it's going to happen, right? I'm just going to keep pressing on because that's my revolution, right? And I've done things because... I've done things to put things in place so I can do this to feel comfortable, right? I knew the things that I had to do. I had to sell this. I had to flip this house. I had to figure out how I was going to be able to have income come in. You have to think about it. You, and mm, parts yeah. of it, you have to plan, yeah. right? Right. Parts You're of it, you can't plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's impossible to plan. <laughs> exactly. But you know the possibilities of the things that you can control, right? You okay. knew, right? And, and so I'm very proud of you. I hate to say that when you, somebody tells you that they're proud of you, but... Uh, I'm proud of you because you think about the risks. Many people don't take risks. They don't just pick up, Dustin, right? They don't yeah. pick up their entire lives. You're comfortable in Pittsburgh, right? Family's there. You got a house. You got a job at a bank. You were able to buy a home, all these different things. But I'm going to pick up and move to someplace that I don't know, but I see the possibilities, right? Absolutely. You hit and, the nail on the head. <laughs> I try, man. I, 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 I try my best. And so I, I want my listeners to hear that, right? That revolution is about the possibilities. And I want you to know that as you're thinking about answering this question, what's a revolution? It is trying to figure out what are the possibilities down the road? Because by fulfilling your revolution, right? You're seeing the possibility of growth, right? Each and every day you wake up and you know what? I need to answer this question. And these are the steps to answering these questions because by doing this, I see the possibilities of who I can be. And let me let me tell you, Lights, Dustin Haynes, Lights Lasso, there's a lot of possibility in you, right? And so the probability of you being on that stage with Beyonce <laughs> or Kanye West or Anderson Park or Kendrick Lamar, it's there, dear brother, right? It is there. And so I want everybody who listens to this show, right? Everybody to go out right now and, and tell them where they can go because you know I'm an old man and I forget real quickly. Tell them where they can go to hear your music and, and learn more about you. So please, any social media, follow me at Lights Lasso. Click click on it right now because you're going to forget later. Lights Lasso, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, subscribe so you get you know alerts when a video or something like that drops. And my website is thisislights.com. You can kind of actually just Put that on your phone and click around and you should be able to even play some songs right off of your phone from the website. And then also remember on your app, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, all that stuff. Just type in Lights La Soul. My latest project is called Dreaming About Getting Out. That's the most up-to-date version of me. So check that out for me, please. Yeah, no doubt. Let me let me close it out. I want to ask, because they're going to ask, ask me, like, why didn't I ask this question? So I'm going to ask it. Dreaming About Getting Out. What, what was the impetus for the title of your latest album? Yeah. So that idea came when I was living at my parents' house as an adult male. Need I say more? <laughs> uh, it was, <laughs> it, it's, so that album is not about the, the move to Atlanta or anything like that. That album is actually about growing up. It starts 
talking about childhood for the first two tracks and it goes in kind of adolescence a little bit. And then all of a sudden this track called Breadwinner hits and it's like, now I'm an adult. I need to get that money. Then that black dollar comes on and it's kind of like a a chronological album. Gotcha. Dreaming about getting out. That's your, uh, I promise you brother, let's manifest it now. Yeah. Let's manifest. That's your album. That's that's gonna be your album that brings you into the world, brother. Dreaming. I love the title, "Dreaming About Getting Out." I, actually, I need I need to make that my theme song. <laughs> Dreaming about getting out. You know, I've been talking about getting out of this house that I bought 15 years ago. Possibly leaving New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, right? Dreaming about getting out of this negative space of my life where I've been toxic to people, I've been toxic to myself, right? I love all of the parallels you got going on, yeah. you know, dreaming about getting out. So if you're thinking about what what's that like, make sure that you listen to this, brother. Lights, La Soul, Dreaming About Getting Out is the latest album. Brother, what's the last thing you want to drop to us, man? You know, little tips that you do that you want people to know, hey, I do this and this makes my life a little bit better. I would actually go, go back into what I think I said before about uh, speaking things into existence, whether it's your plans or your goals or whether it's just waking up. And if you feel like you've been in a slump, you need to you need to wake up and change your morning routine. You need to speak things to yourself in the mirror. You need to you know read something when you wake up, things like that to get your mind in a good place, because that's like the most the most powerful driver. I think for me, it's just being mentally not worried about now. I'm not worried about if nothing happens today. I'm not worried about if I drop something and it gets the same amount of views as the last thing, because I know that my ultimate goal is, is moving forward. And as long as I'm doing that in some way, even if it's just me knowing that I wrote a better song than I wrote yesterday, then that's that's an accomplishment. And so and then if I could just say one last thing. Yeah, man. If it's, if it's in if it's in you, if you have a desire to, in your heart to do something, it's there for a reason. That's what you're supposed to do. So make that happen. Yeah, manifest it, man. Manifest Think positively, it. right? Will lead you to the possibilities. And we don't that's worry right. about you know, don't worry about the probability, right? There you go, brother. Look, you know, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you got something going on. You know, I hope to hear your music on everything. And I hope to see you in lights, right? So you can, you know, give food to people's souls. You can be the light to their souls, dear brother. And I wish you great success. And I thank you for being on what is the best hour of my week right? The What's Your Revolution show. And everybody, if you're listening, you can find this show on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on SoundCloud. You can find it on iHeartRadio. Any of the podcast mediums, you can find the What's Your Revolution show with Dr. Charles Corpru. Make sure you check us out, like, and subscribe on all the mediums, and we will see you next time and always be able to answer the most thought-provoking question of your life. What's your revolution, everyone? Peace.